When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to, to Tell, tell on, on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends. legends. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking too fast. I'm so excited about all the ghosts. Guys, we've got a lot of ghosts to get through, so I'm just going to dive right in. Rattle Number one, sheet ghost. Number two, lady in a field. Number three, guy in the attic. Number four, orb. Number five, everyone, please listen up. Turn your headphones up as loud as they can go. And I'm going to talk as fast as I can about as many ghosts as possible. Um, yeah, we are two comedian people and we have a podcast, which is original and good. And it's about scary things because we like scary things and we are scared all the time. We are fully scared all the time. And this is an f- excellent place for us to share that scariness together yeah. um, and exercise it and, yeah. uh, and through laughter. Yeah, it's like drama therapy for feeling scared, except we're sitting <laughs> and not doing anything. So Anna, I, so general listeners, um, we know that we took a little week off. We are saying uh, welcome back. Um, yes. And we as, ha- the, as the Brits would say, a cheeky week off. We right? did. We took a know. cheeky British week off. British people write in. I've started using the word cheeky and it's a bad personality trait of mine that I'm trying to do this, but see, I think it's powerful. I like, I, because the <laughs> Brits, definitely something. the Brits can't have everything. We can have oh, some fun on. words. Um, we took a cheeky week off. We did. And we're pro- we promise we're going to make it up to you because we have some exciting news just uh, from firing from multiple cylinders. Um, one, one, <laughs> not Anna, all of them, but just uh, some. many. Oh my gosh. No, on our budget. No, no. Um, one is, so I'm going to start with most, uh, micro personal, Anna, Chris and I are moving out of nightmare castle into a new home, a dream house into a dream, um, which has a little podcast closet. (laughs) Unbelievable. I've already had a nightmare about it. We'll talk about it later in the episode. Good. Um, <laughs> but but more podcast related news. So one, uh, a while ago we got a lovely email from a gentle listener named Carly Scranton. Um, and it came at just the right time because we were discussing uh, providing transcripts for our little podcast. And Carly is not only a gentle listener, but also writes transcripts for podcasts. And so now we have, from here on out, transcripts available for every little episode on the foreverdogpodcast.com website, um, which is huge. Yes, it's so exciting. Um, thanks so much to Carly for reaching out. Yes. Um, and Carly uh, emailed us a sample transcript, uh, which was just lovely to see. Like, even if you 
uh, are in someone who needs transcripts to enjoy a podcast just to see how Andrew and I kind of trip over each other. You could sort of act it out in your living room with you and your loved ones. And you could prop up your baby and make the baby watch. <laughs> Carly That's truly does too. an amazing job of it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, this is not only exciting because any opportunity to make podcasts more accessible or any form of media more accessible is something that's really uh, exciting for us. Uh, me, myself as a yes. disabled podcaster, love to uh, make whatever I'm working on uh, as accessible as it can be. And also, as Anna was saying, maybe you love our words and hate our voices, and that's fine too. <laughs> you could hire two different people and give them the transcripts. <laughs> and, you know, because maybe your husband's a much older, very rich man. <laughs> that is true. So the first two transcripts are up. They're from uh, our previous two episodes of The Viper and our last Urban Legisode. Uh, and so, yeah, a couple days after each episode, they will be available. You can find them at foreverdogpodcast.com and just click on our show's heading and then click on read episode transcriptions for free. For free. Thank you so much, Carly Scranton, again. Uh, you can follow Carly on Twitter at Carly Banff. You, you sure can put can. together what you think Banff means. I love. I think it's a. I think it's swear words, but that's just me. <laughs> Big and mother friends. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm in. Good. Um. Yeah. The best. And oh, this is great. And Anna, one other little thing, and we know mm-hmm. this has been a long-standing deal, but we are closer than ever, gentle listeners, to having merch. Yes, merch means T-shirt that says I'm a part of something. <laughs> I'm. You don't know it. But someone out there loves me. The designs have been sent off, and now it's just a matter of time, and we're so excited to share them with you. That was the strangest way I could have said that. that I don't know what it was. Was It that it I sounded put- like David Lynch backwards talk. <laughs> I'm excited it- to play them with you. <laughs> Sometimes- He's a freak. Get him. <laughs> Sometimes after a day of being in a Zoom room, I really forget how words <laughs> function in a way that makes people not feel alarmed. I, again, like it, it's it, uh, people, others have said it in more eloquent ways, but like, I don't know how to um, not let my dog lick the inside of my mouth at all times when we're out in public together. Like, I just don't know how to do it. So you are. No, we're all feral. We're all peeing on walls. It's not okay. <laughs> You're safe here. You know, you can check our socials at scary story underscore pod on Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will post that information there. We're so excited to share it with you. Yeah, it's a really cool design. Andrew is so talent. Oh, shucks. Oh, it, shucks. Just a little scribble up. You're going to, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> You're going to want to wear it, you know, perhaps for your... For your divorce attorney, um, <laughs> perhaps for a lover. Um, oh, whatever it is, yeah. Whatever you, know? you pour in a mug of merch becomes content, and that's the truth. <laughs> that is true. If you like to drink content, I again, Andrew, I am lost. This conversation with two people is a minefield for me. It's so hard. Oh, podcasters are brave, and no one is talking about this. I'm. I can't wait to have a socialization coach after this is over. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just abandon the concept of a personal trainer at this point. I want someone <laughs> to teach me how to not lead with uh, troubling facts about my childhood um, or sentences that go nowhere. Yes, I, I. So many times, I wish you could just do filler. 
It like not do words, just like like if I could just do that, I could get a nice ramp back into the conversation once I figured out what it is I want to say. Oh my god, Anna! I this the last thing I'll say before we jump into the meat of the podcast. You by this point, you know it's a chatty podcast, and we're, we're gonna jump okay. into the meat in one second. But... Um, I will just say I was uh, checking out at the grocery store. Uh, a person told me Happy Easter, and what I said to them was "grib." That was my response. I said, Greb, G-R-E-B. Did I correct myself? I didn't. I just smiled through my mask, which the person could not see, and I left. So to them, you were just dead-eyed glaring at them. Yep, Greb. Greb. Oh, could you walk us through Greb? I think I know Greb is from Great. Where did you get Eb? Yeah, I think think what happened was... um, (laughs) I'm not attacking. I, I'm just curious. Yeah, I think I think gr- I think you're right that gr was <laughs> great. I think I forgot the word thank you entirely. I heard them say Easter. Easter went to egg and bunny, and so we went grib, and that's how it happened. Of course, eb for e bunny <laughs> sounds like eb and is grib, and that's a big oh, grab for boy. today. Yeah, so I'm sorry. It's crazy that I used to teach college students. <laughs> specifically how to use words it's it is bonkers wow. that feeling when one day you're teaching playwriting to many children and then the next day you're grab grab <laughs> grab grab it's gonna be grab Gradually, oh my god yeah it's just gonna replace every word in my vocabulary too i am just grab hi everybody tim heidecker here with huge news we have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Please write in with your Greb stories. Um, <laughs> I love Greb. Greb is a good word. Sometimes things are, oh, thank you, and it's great. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I think that's what it is. Greb, it sort of encompasses everything because it has nothing of like, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. It's just great. Right. It's over. It's over. It's over. Greb is the end of a conversation. <laughs> Greb is like, this is great, but I don't want to do the like, okay, good. We'll have a good one. Yeah, you too. I'll see you soon. Okay, yeah. When will you be back? Like. Grab. Grab is the end. Grab is yeah. a period. Grab is a complete sentence. <laughs> and I feel bad that Carly has to type all of this. But again, it's perfect. It's actually grab. Thank you, Carly. Carly is grab. Um, so, Anna, I come to you with a story from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. Yes. Um, this is a story from the OG Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And, Anna, it is called Wait Till Martin Comes. <gasps> Okay, yes. My throat just made a weird sound that I Oh no, I was nope. praying it wouldn't be picked up on mic, but again, this is I'm my mouth is over a microphone. And the amount her. of saliva noise my teeth and lips have made on this podcast is shocking. So, we're I, all in it together. <laughs> my reaction to Wait Till Martin Comes being the story was that my body um, gurgled. <laughs> and that means I'm happy. That was your first grab. That was That means I like grab. it. That yeah. was a big grab. That's my version of grab. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay, wait till Martin comes. 
An old man was out for a walk. When a storm came up, he looked for a place to take shelter. Soon, he came to an old house. He ran up on the porch and knocked on the door, but nobody answered. By now, rain was pouring down, thunder was booming, and lightning was flashing. So he tried the door. When he found it was unlocked, he went inside. Except for a pile of wooden boxes, the house was empty. He broke up some of the old boxes and made a fire with them. Then he sat down in front of the fire and dried himself. It was so warm and cozy that he fell asleep. When he woke up, a black cat was sitting near the fire. It stared at him for a while. Then it purred. That's a nice cat, he thought, and he dozed off again. When he opened his eyes, there was a second cat in the room. But this one was as big as a wolf. It looked at him very closely, and it asked the smaller cat, Shall we do it now? No, said the other cat. Let's wait till Martin comes. I must be dreaming, thought the old man. He closed his eyes again. Then he took another look. But now there was a third cat in the room, and this one was as big as a tiger. It looked the old man over, and it asked, Shall we do it now? No, said the others. Let's wait till Martin comes. The old man jumped up, jumped out the window, and started running. When Martin comes, you tell him I couldn't wait, he called. The end. The end. Oh, boy. This This story. This is another one. This falls under the category of um, sleeping in an abandoned house and getting cozy. Yeah, this is, uh, again, sort of a hallmark of these books where it's raining and you need to go in a house and there just are like ambient available open houses (laughs) that you can go in that no one lives in. Also the concept of being in a rainstorm. This is Anna. This is, this proves that you and I always grew up in proximity to a big city because the concept of being stuck in the rain and your first thought being, I need to knock on somebody's door to be let in. Insane. That's wild to me. No, you need to hold your hand over your head as an umbrella (laughs) and sort of, find a payphone to call your parents. I, uh, I think Hold I would just submit to death at that point. I'd be like, I'm wet. Uh, this is it. Oh, yeah. Ladybird, come here. I hear her crying, but I can't tell if it's just happening in my head because she's normally crying or... <laughs> that feels very right for happening. this story. I feel bad for people who absolutely adore this podcast but hate hearing about animals, which I think is about zero people. But, I think um, that, yeah, I think, I don't think you made it four minutes in. If you're someone who's like, I don't care about animals, that's just not our vibe here. You no, know? you got to care. Um, um, and, but, but anyway, for the people who do love animals, we got three cats, baby. There are three cats and you know what? One's the size of a tiger, which is an event. I'm not going to lie. That's when you huge. see a, when you see a large cat, the world takes notice. This is, and what's interesting is, in my head, this sequence went on much longer. And I think it's because when I tell this story to kids, my nieces and nephews in particular, I think I subconsciously added a couple other cats. Like, I think I, I added like yeah. a cow-sized cat and then an elephant-sized cat. I, <laughs> It's funny. I also thought there were like five cats in the story and there are only three, which I guess it just goes to show you 
More than two cats? It's hard. That's yeah. a hard number. Well, three is a hard number for any friend group. Yes. But yeah, this especially is is tricky. And very, I mean, here's the thing I'll say about the old man. If I were to wake up in a house and the first cat, not too strange. If I wake up a second time and there is a cat the size of a wolf, I have questions and I have concerns. Yeah. That's, it's too big. It's too big. Wait, so it's the cat the size of a cat and then what? Then a wolf sized cat, then a tiger sized cat. And this again goes to my cityness. I didn't realize that wolves and tigers were different sizes. Mm, Yeah. They're, I think, I think tigers are are quite big and wolves are big dogs. Yeah. See these things. I just don't know. I need to study abroad in the country for a little bit. But also I do, I am consistently surprised at how big wolves are, particularly their heads. Like, I don't know. Have you seen those videos of like young naturalists getting their faces licked by wolves? Oh yeah. It's like, that's too big for a dog head, but they're wolves. So I guess that makes sense. Especially when you see like a wolf dog and you're like, well, (sighs) um, yeah. So, so, okay. So the, what categories does the story fit into? We've got the going into a house in a rainstorm mm-hmm. looking for shelter. We've got comedy um, horror. We've got comedy horror. <laughs> um, you've got um, animals. So it's always like the black cat that you've got the two black dog stories. Yep. Um, sort of the, the intersection of ghost and animal is something that's really interesting. Right. Um, you've got the cat's paw. The cat's paw, yes, with the bag, the shopping-related horror. Oh, um, oh, that's not even the one I was thinking of. That's the cat in the oh, shopping wait. bag. And then the cat, then there's the woman who turns into a cat. Oh, yes. Yes, cat's paw. Um, You've got spitting and yowling just like a cat. Yep. Is that cat's paw? I think that's cat's paw. Oh, but then there's like cat's eyes. Yes. With the people in the hearse who come take the man away. I love that story. Yeah, me too. We've done that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay, a classic. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. But what's interesting about this is one would assume that cats uh, – what I respect about this is that cats are often depicted in proximity to witches. And in this series, it's enough to just be a cat and be scary. That's it. You know? That's plenty. Um, Which I think is nice. Right. Um, Yeah. And like the, the reveal – so – and then I guess – we also, I mentioned the story last week when we were doing um, The Viper. I right. said, oh, it's like, wait till Martin comes because the story is about this thing's going to happen and it's happening incrementally and you don't know what scary <laughs> thing's going to happen, but it's really scary. And then I didn't realize that we hadn't done it yet. That's right. Um, yeah. And it also, I would put in the category of stories with literal drawings. Um, should we talk about the drawing? Oh, please. Yeah. Um, so we've got, we've got probably the most cartoonish drawings of the Stephen Gamble uh, collection. Yes, fair. We have a normal sized cat that is crawling out of the frame of the picture, which mm-hmm. is very fun. Um, we've got the wolf sized cat, which kind of appears to be in a windstorm. Interesting. Yeah. And then we've got the giant tiger sized cat, who I believe is played by one of the Wilson brothers. Oh, uh huh. You know, he's giving kind yeah. of that. Um, who's the guy from, who's the guy from girls and star Wars that everyone says look, looks like Jake. a cat. Oh, um, he girls? plays the, Oh, Adam driver, Adam driver. Yes. It's sort of friendly, but exhausted eyes. 
Yeah, the eyes are sort of, um, you know, they're coming off the head a little bit. <laughs> they're going in their own directions, which I don't ascribe to Adam Driver at all. Right, but, right. No, um, that's just this illustration. Um, yeah. It also, I, I know there's like, the the ti- the tiger sized cat looks like he should be wearing clothes. Like I think yeah. there's something happening. The shoulders. The the sh- I was just gonna say, Andrew. The shoulders are a problem for me. He's got a neck, a human neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say the left side of the neck is sort of fluffy and more cat like, and the right side the neck dips in under the chin yes. and then slopes out like a man's shoulder. And I don't like. He looks like he is like. In a heterosexual marriage, but does most of the childcare. Yes, like that's the energy I'm getting from. Him. He does pickups, right? He, like he's someone who you who you wouldn't feel uncomfortable taking to a gay bar because he's not going to make right. it weird, right. one way or the other. He gets it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. This and he's is, got little whiskers. He does have little whiskers. The ears are at an interesting. I, I feel like I very rarely see um, cat ears. Akimbo is that the term where like they're a little more casually flopped to the side? I, I don't feel like I often see that with cats. It's nice. Yeah. They, I guess you have to really get them going. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> really I think I, I really do think I just misused the term akimbo very much. I feel like I, akim- I, I, I'm glad that you brought this up because I don't know what akimbo is and I actually don't want to i think i think i'd like to go to my grave not knowing i won't tell you i just looked it up i will say that i used it completely incorrectly uh oh my god what does it mean no i i now want to i I now want to know um oh no it i'm right is it folded okay so it's the first the first one is with hands on the hips and elbows turned outward but second definition um flung out widely or haphazardly so that's okay you should have trusted your gut and this was what I never was able to do at BFA drama school, but now I've done it <laughs> with the help of a podcast. Yep. And now we're both good. <laughs> Did it happen yet? And then the podcast keep, just shuts off. I keep waiting to be good. I don't know if it's happening. <laughs> I, Someone let me know when it happened. <laughs> um, Anna, we got to talk about casting here because we were already kind of inching into it. Um, Wait, wait, really quick. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about what's scary about this story? Oh, my gosh, of course. Um, I just need to know that before I can sort of go out with the offers. Yeah. Um, uh, what? I, it's hard. It's it. It's not that, again, like, this is, it's a story where animals are talking and they're like, we're going to get you. So, like, I remember reading this as a kid and not being like, being like, the story isn't scary. Right. Um, But hearing it again, the, like, what is it they're going to do to him really stuck out to me. Like, yes. What's Martin going to do? I'm always, for whatever reason, this story, I just like have memorized in my head. And I will say I'm always pleasantly surprised when telling it to younger audiences. Yeah. What was their reaction? Stunning in that the first time I did, it, I was like, Oh gosh, this is going to be boring. They're not going to be into it. And with each escalating cat without fail, the the young listeners were like, oh, like the building <laughs> tension is exciting to them. <laughs> That's cool. Which is very cool. Um, They're into that. I, it also could be that I was just doing a lot of different silly voices. And so that helps consider. Your, I have to say your voice acting was really phenomenal. I thank um, you very much that you're too generous with me. Um, and you know what? Much like the story, it was funny and scary. Wow. Good job. Also, the fact that we are waiting for Martin and we never meet him is very fun and satisfying. Um, Yeah. 
who what do, do we think yeah. Martin would look like even? I mean, okay. There's a couple different ways of going with it. One is that it's like this godlike cat who's massive yeah. and you really, like, really big cat. Yeah, the earth is shaking. The other one, Anna, is that it's a straight up mouse. That I could definitely see that being cool. Like if they had stuck it out and right. then like Martin showed up and he was the viper, I guess. <laughs> By Martin, I wish to wash and wipe the windows. <laughs> and it's like, mm. and he has zero morals. Like I think that's the other scary thing too, which is like, does Martin show up and then Martin's like, kill him? You know, like is that yeah. what's going to happen? It seems like Martin is more of a threat than these guys because these guys are like, we don't know what to do, but yeah. they know that Martin will know what to do. Yeah, should we do um, it now? The cats keep asking each other. It does sound like some sort of like poorly organized sex party <laughs> um it's just like it's a the person who needs to be there for it to start is just not there i was th- yeah it's like the person who presses start on the boom box yeah um yeah it does kind of feel anna did you ever do this with your brother when your family had company where you're like we're gonna do a little show or something what no no. See, here's the thing. I don't. If know- we had, I would not be a comedian. <laughs> I would just have done that and been like, "That's plenty, thank you." <laughs> See, I, no. what's, the thing is, I don't think I ever did. But in my head, I would plan for it. I'd be like, oh "My God, when they're ready, I'll do a tight five. You know, when but, they're ready. Um, what were we gonna do? I don't. That thing, I don't even know. Like we used to. My family in the uh, in the autumn months every year would have a party called a pumpkin party. It was not a Halloween party. It was just like a autumnal party with a couple other families, okay. and there'd be like a little talent show. And um, I think one of the most scarring moments of my life was I, in my head. I had planned this very. I feel like I've told you about this, but this very elaborate dance, choreographed dance number to Oh, What a Night, in which I was going to put on more and more elements of a werewolf costume. Big oh. surprise, right? <sighs> also, I would die to see a child perform that. The fact also that that song is about someone sleeping with a prostitute and losing their virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was like, Oh, full moons are at night. That's werewolves. Like I was not doing any other dramaturgical work. Um, but you you didn't need to know. I had prepared this whole thing. And then Anna, this was in like 1993, maybe for whatever reason, the stars aligned against me and another, the, the, the kid of one of the other families did a choreographed number in pumpkin costumes to oh what a night andrew and i was like well shit (laughs) Uh, oh no i was inconsolable um of course because i was like well even even at that age i knew i was like well i can't you know can't be the same number twice (laughs) when somebody does a mainstream version of the weird thing you were gonna do and it works (laughs) devastating (laughs) Um, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was devastated. I think, and probably Anna, that's why I'm a comedian now. <laughs> of course. Oh my that's God. That's where the damage you poor began. poor thing. You need to perform it at some, this is why we need live stages again, because we need 
alt shows where Andrew can perform this finally. Oh my gosh. I for a paying audience. The the talent show at the pumpkin party often resulted in me crying. <laughs> One year the talent show was just that all of the dads from every family got pied in the face. And I did not like seeing my dad get pied in the face. I cried. Oh God. No, he's a judge. He's a lawyer. I was like, have you no sense of propriety? Like it's topsy turvy. I don't like seeing, you know, um, uh, adults get pied. I didn't want that. No, of course not. God. (laughs) Did you feel safe crying in front of your family? Um, I think what I would, ah, sometimes, I mean, I'd be embarrassed. Was it a private cry? I think it was a more private cry. I think I, well, when the, my dad got pie, that was a very public cry. Cause I was That's so hard, shocked, yeah. but I was young. Uh-huh. I was probably four. Um, this, I was, I, this, I was six or seven and this was a private cry. I think I like smiled yes. through the number and then I went outside and I sat by the lake and I did, I cried for a bit and then I was like, they're serving cake. I'm going to head back inside. Well, <laughs> I have a choice between having my feelings and having my cake. And well, and I made my decision years ago and I've stuck yeah. with it did oh my god i'm so sorry (laughs) um yeah i'm trying to remember i feel like when i was little i would cry you usually i would cry when i was angry enough about something Mm. and it would turn into sad um also involving talent shows i remember crying on my teacher's lap when my brother performed enough is enough (laughs) (gasps) uh, in front of the entire school because our one of our teachers would put on musicals where we'd change the words to um like uh, who wrote the book of love to who wrote the book on homes. And it was about uh, Levitt, the guy who made Levittown. No. This sort of thing is great. Uh, so I know a lot of like 1960s pop songs with the lyrics changed to be about like surfs. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he performed enough is enough for the school. And I he was like going nuts. I, um, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, actually. It's OK. The, or therapy. We're Did trying I? To, we're trying to put Chris through college with the Chris Ryan Memorial Fund for re- repetition on podcast. Oh, my God. But do you have a memory of me saying this again? I, I feel I vaguely remember this, but I don't know that it was in the pod. I okay. feel like it was just, just in our life. Our, yeah. Our friendship. But anyway, it, like it by all accounts would have been an unbelievably entertaining thing to see. Like <laughs> a 10 year old boy going nuts on a disco <laughs> ballad about a breakup. And like everyone was loving it. But the fact that they were loving it was so mortifying to me that I was just sobbing yeah. on my teacher's lap, which in itself is way more embarrassing and <laughs> reflecting bad on me than anything my brother was or wasn't doing. Um, but yeah, that was like the one time I felt comfortable crying in front of people. You know, you don't want to give people the satisfaction even at age eight or whatever. Right. But I've, I've heard it said, and I do think this is true, that um, that when children feel very complicated emotions that take an adult brain to process through, and sometimes even that's difficult, the most readily available emotion to experience is laughter or crying. And when it's complicated and when you feel strange about that, you're going to cry because you're unsure of which way to fall. Um, And so I think like I would have this too. I I think, I think as I realized over time, like having pride in someone or like being uh, uh, impressed or moved by someone in a way that like today we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them. Like, as a kid, it's just like something is happening in my body and my brain is going crazy and I'm just going to cry. Yeah. Well, my friend Nicole Silverberg loves World of Dance and they have a lot of child competitors on wow. it. And when they're getting their notes, the kids are they've just danced and they just start they all start weeping yeah. because they have all this adrenaline in their bodies. And like 
they don't know what to do and it just comes out like crying. <laughs> it it is wild what our bodies make us do and how that yeah. impacts our relationships. <laughs> Insane. Well, that definitely came up in Wait Till Martin Comes. I, I oh, love yeah. that we're talking about it though. Me too. I think me it's too. Good. Um so should we cast? Let's cast it. Yeah. Let's. Um God, there's so many different. I mean, I keep picturing Martin as Martin Starr um, from Silicon Valley. Oh, great! Yeah, we never see him, but <laughs> we never but he's see him in the cast list. Yeah, he's he's we're paying him, you know. Yes. Um, what do we think about the old man? Gosh, um, could be like a Brendan Gleeson. Mm. Um, I could see Keenan Thompson doing a good job, sort of aging up. Oh, that's always Keenan like, is flawless. Yeah. I, I want to see him react to, you know, cats of ascending size. Yes. Um, I think he'd be really good at that. I think this first cat, what's what's jumping out to me just in my head right now is Oscar Isaac. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. It definitely, this would help his career <laughs> is why we're, you know. He'll get the Oscar nod. We know he's been wanting it. Yes. And we want um, it for him. I love that for him. Uh, for the the wolf-sized cat, mm-hmm. again, we mentioned Adam Driver, which I love. Yeah. I could also see a Rachel Weisz, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, who? The fact that Rachel Weisz has not been cast as a cat is a crime. We don't know that she hasn't. She could be working under a... I guess it makes no sense for famous actors to work under fake names because then they just get paid less. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. Um, yeah, we love Rachel Weisz. And then for the big, for the big giant cat, I have a couple thoughts. I mean, John Cena feels obvious. Great. I love that. Um, But also, um, in terms of like voice power, a kind of James Earl Jones nod to the Lion King might be fun. Wow. That might be fun for sure. Yeah. I love that. I, I, yeah, I don't even want to touch that casting. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, um, well, Anna, thank you for letting me revisit this, uh, this iconic, scary story. Andrew, thank you for visiting it upon me. It was nice <laughs> to be in the position of a camper again. And, um, before we close out Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Um, God, I know that it did. Yes. I dreamt that, um, just in the spookiness of like what it's like to return to society, um, I had a dream last night that Jason and I, do you ever have a dream that's like, yeah, almost like I dreamt that we went to a bar in our neighborhood that has good food and he went up and you have to like order it at a window and he came back with a bowl of hot dogs, just a bunch of hot dogs in a big steel bowl. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's not, I can, I can <laughs> see a world in which Jason would go up to the bar and someone would say to him like, we're in a big bind. We've got a huge bowl of hot dogs that we have to pass off to somebody. And I can see Jason being like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll have the protein. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say no to hot dog. <laughs> God, I've never done an impression of him until right now. That was good. And that was good. That captured him pretty well. I can't, I guess it's because I literally see no other person besides him. And it's weird to do an impression of someone at them. Um, God. Yeah. And, but they were like rolled in pretzels. Oh, um, like, I guess they do that at a movie theater. Like not, like, they weren't like entirely encased in a soft pretzel, but they were like rolled in crunched up pretzels. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Like it was a pretzel was around it, oh. which I think is something I've had at the Arclight. That sounds sort of a delicious. Dream. Yeah. Oh, um, that's for a movie. Th- yeah. But anyway. Um, um, but so it was it was scary to be like, God, I don't even remember how things work anymore. I can't even dream right. <laughs> um, Andrew, what scary thing happened to you this week? Well, I know we talked about the um, the little podcast closet and Chris and my new place. Yes. Tell um, them. Very excited about it. It it. It is built for podcasting. The leasing, <laughs> the leasing God guy kind of read me because um, he was like, well, I knew you'd like it. He was like, are you a voiceover actor or do you have a podcast? And I had offered him no oh. information. I was like, well, <laughs> thanks. Um, Good God. But it's, I mean, it's great. This is a decidedly not creepy looking apartment. It's bathed in sun. It's all open and everything. It's very nice. Um, but Anna, I had a nightmare that night that I was up in that office space that has the little closet. Um, and I heard a man walking around in the closet going like, like, like angry. He was saying words, but he was angry. I couldn't quite hear what they were. And I peeked in. And the first thought that I had, that I had was like, this is a malicious man. Like he was something he is, he wants to do harm and he's pacing around this room. He was bald. He had like a long scraggly beard um, and he was holding his, his hands out in front of him like Mr. Burns, like limp, limp wrists. Uh And he was wiggling his fingers and that was very scary to me. Um, But in the dream, I was just like, I'm not going to call the police, but I can't deal with this. So I took a big heavy piece of furniture and I put it in front of the door and, um, And yeah, then, dealing with it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I had to figure something out, but I was like, I can't risk that him just getting out and moving around. So then um, I left for a second. I don't know what I was trying to get or what I was doing to help the situation, but I came back and Anna, he was not in the little room anymore. And that scared me. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like the problem has solved itself, but has it? Yeah. Uh, in fact, now that I'm saying it, I kind of think he might be the ghost manifestation of Greb. <laughs> he is Greb yeah. for sure. Oh, no. Uh, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I feel very confident about the new place, which, of course, now that I'm saying it, I'm sure has damned me to some horrible end. But Andrew, um, <laughs> you made your Greb. Now you got to live with it. <laughs> I'm a Greb digger. Um, <laughs> and on that note. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. We hope you had a nice week off and, um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod. You can leave us a little review on iTunes or wherever else you freaking get off. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Are we in a fight? <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry. one more thing you can do. Get, get out. out forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook 
at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>